Welcome to Banter, music talk for the people, by the people. I'm Rohan Anand, and I'm joined by Matt Gregg, my usual co-host. How's it going, everyone? Today, we're excited to talk to you guys about freedom, specifically because we are celebrating our freedom. Our freedom, indeed. We are done with finals for spring 2017. And we're gearing up for our global trips to go to... Uh, the Baltics for me and Colombia for Matt Gray. Colombia. So, so please pray for us over the next week. Hopefully we come back alive to record Banter Episode 6. But first, before that, new music. All right, everyone. We have quite the list today. I have 25 songs on here, so just buckle up those seatbelts. Get yourself real cozy. And listen to these songs. Here we go. As always, the Spotify playlist will be linked in the SoundCloud or the iTunes account. So you can check out all these. You don't have to have a Spotify Premium account. You can just play this podcast playlist on Shuffle and hear all these songs. So the first uh, band that I have to talk about is a band that's one of my absolute all-time favorites. So they are at the top of the list. Even though they just released two singles, um, it doesn't matter. They are forever bay to me and that's banned before anyone else so it's really it's b-bay <laughs> b-bay the lesser known uh online website um so it's lcd sound system and uh, they just came out with two songs so uh, a little history on lcd sound system they released three albums they broke up a few years ago uh james murphy has been kind of Going about the country, doing DJ sets. Uh, he just opened a wine bar. He actually worked so hard at it, he developed gout while he was making his wine bar. Oh, my God. The guy's a workhorse. And uh, they they just got back together all of a sudden after what was supposed to be an indefinite hiatus and have started touring again and are making a new album, which is really exciting for me. Anyway, the two songs are called Call the Police and American Dream. As you can imagine, they are a little bit politicized, which is it fitting with the theme of today's episode. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, this is actually a guy that I saw at a SoFar concert, a local uh, a local Dallas artist named Ryan Berg with a song called Sunflower. Um, he is going to be releasing more songs onto Spotify, but this song's really great. Uh, it's got a little bit of a jazzy... Um, Kind of like a Citizen Cope uh, feel to it. And he's got a great voice. I would give it a check out. And he's really good. Uh, moving on, uh, Logic just came out with a new album. I'm not the biggest Logic fan in the world, but he brought Killer Mike onto the song called Confess. I'm a huge Run the Jewels fan. And uh, Killer Mike is the uh, the bigger half of LP. Or excuse me, LP is the other half. Oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. Moving on. Anyway, the song's called Confess, uh, featuring Killer Mike from Run the Jewels. Uh, the next song that I want to talk about is Halsey. Uh, you might know her from Baby Hold Me Closer in the Backseat of Your Rover. That's the female artist, right? That's the female artist from Closer, Halsey. Uh, she was, she's been releasing songs, uh, I guess, as like a, hey, I'm more than Closer artistry if you will. Right. The, she just released one single a couple months ago. It was okay. This one's really good, actually. It's called Eyes Closed. So this is her first single? Because I thought she's had a few in the past. She's had some singles, so okay. she's not a new artist, but uh, this is, I, I guess, post-closer. You know, often we say things post and pre-Pitbull, but in this case... <laughs> so this is a defining moment or era in her life. This is her, this Closer was her Pitbull. Well, and especially with the most recent album by the Chainsmokers, which we kind of... 
trashed back in episode four. It's a shitty album. So that's why this is probably her breakaway. Yeah. It's her Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's great. But let's let's keep blowing through these. Um, Chaim, uh, the, the three beautiful lasses of Chaim have just released. They're releasing new songs off of what's going to be a new album coming out. This last one is called Want You Back. It was premiered on Saturday Night Live this past week. They're awesome. Although I do want to find whoever the man was that broke their three little individual hearts because I will kick his ass. Exactly. Because no one does that to Haim. And he didn't do them on Mitzvah. No. Not at all. Not at all. If we find you, sir. You're going down. I'm yelling timber. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Blondie. She just came out with that album that we previewed a while back, Pollinator. It's awesome. It's a really great album. No said. She's got a lot of talent. She's still blonde. So, status update, it checks out. Uh, it's a great album. The album's called Pollinator. I threw the song Doom or Destiny on here. It's got a great beat. I would give that a check out. Uh, moving on, this is, a, this is a band that I sent to you, Rohan, uh, James Hersey. It was a song called Miss You. And uh, I just kind of stumbled upon it when I was making the notes for this episode. But then I listened to the song Coming Over, and I realized I've heard that song. <laughs> out and about. Oh yeah. You know, at, at at all these various discotheques upon which we find ourselves. Like on a Saturday night in Deep Ellum. A Saturday night in Deep Ellum. The rich girls for the third time in two months. Third third time in two months. I'm, I'm not if you're listening, rich girls, but if you are, you know, biggest fans right here. So uh, you know, come on our show. We'll talk Hall and Oates. Yep. Uh, anyways, uh, James Hersey, really great kind of electronic artist. He reminds me of his voice sounds a lot like Ben Rector, but with like a, an electronic feel in the background. So check that song out. Um, Galantis. Uh, Spin it like peanut butter jelly. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, they make some just, just some nice little EDM songs. Just once in a while. Just once in a while. This song's called Hunter. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like Timber, part two. Uh, or not quite. You know, I don't think we have the data that says it's not like Timber. We'll know in the fall. We will know in the fall. But if this song's still stuck around, then we'll know it's it, it, it really is a good track. But anyways, it's catchy. It's on the playlist. Give it a shout. Uh, next up, huge news. Miley's back. Miley's back. Bitch. And her hair, shoulder length. Didn't we talk about her becoming Britney 2.0? She, oh, she really and, – and so Katie is now completing the cycle. Katy ah, Perry. Katy Perry is. Okay. Which, by the way, June 9th, new Katy Perry album. If, if that's not the biggest news of the day, I don't know what is. That just was announced today. What's so that is, that's hot off the press, everyone. Boom. You heard it on banter. And so you know what that means. That means little Tay-Tay. Little You're next. She's going to have to release an album this same calendar year because they're going to have to go head-to-head -head at right. the Grammys. Right. And if Beyonce throws out an album, then we could have ourselves an old-fashioned Mexican standoff, sir. Oh, yes, we will. Except with great talent um so anyway miley's back her song's called malibu it's super beachy it's unlike anything she's done in a while it is not into club high on perp with its shades on something skirt mini skirts in my chase on i heard that song today actually so i was listening to that song today 23 and a truck pulled up in front of me and it had the number 23 on it and that's like destiny and that was that was the highlight of my day today. So anyways, uh, 
Miley's back, I guess. So it's actually a really good song. Check it out. Uh, her voice has gotten a little raspy over the years. The cigarettes? Or do you think that's the Lots natural? of cigarettes, you know. Like she has one, one, two, three a day, you know. It just gets the voice a little bit of, thim- of, of timber. But that's T-I-M-B-R-E. Ah, and that's and see that's what you learn on the show. Uh, moving on, Calvin Harris uh, had a new song out featuring Future, and you know my thoughts on Future. He's been on a roll lately, and his his new album that's going to be coming out actually has a lot of really good artists that are going to be on it. So I think this could be a really good serious adult album for Calvin Harris. Not adult like they're going to say cuss words every other word. But like, you know, getting away from the poppy EDM stuff that he's been doing for the past five years, which I've yeah. eaten up, I'll be honest. Oh, everyone has. But, but something in a little more mature. Exactly. And uh, this, the song's called Rollin'. It's, it's okay. Uh, so uh, Harry Styles just released a new album called... Harry Styles, <laughs> it adds up. Uh, it's I was you know I wanted to listen to this album and be like okay this sucks. It's not. It's it's really good. Okay. It's like kind of psychedelic seventies rock. I mean it's it's not poppy. It's not like Zane who went and did Pillow Talk all caps. <laughs> Pillow Talk. All caps. Just kind of like our good friend Kendrick Lamar. Period. I love Kendrick though, so I can't. I, I'd hate to compare Zane to Kendrick. I'm in love with his latest. Album. Oh, humble, it's humble. Ma- it's, oh, it's on my daily listen. Uh, I should just bring that up every episode of this, but uh, it's it's a great album, Harry Styles. Um, the single off of it we had on here a while back, "Sign of the Times." It's starting to creep its way onto the radio. I said it wouldn't, but it did. So, jokes on Matt. But it's six minutes long, so I never thought it would happen. But here we are. Another huge bit of news is that Paramore just released a new album. And it is called After Laughter, and it is very, very 80s synthwave. Not at all pop punk like they have been for their entirety of being Paramore. Interesting. It's awesome. It reminds me a lot of uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's classic sophomore album, Emotion. Really? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Um, Not that I'm reading pitchfork but they got a 7.5 out of 10 on that one not that i'm keeping score but that's pretty good uh paramore's new album after laughter check it out uh let's just run through the rest of these fleet foxes they have a uh, impending new album new song called fool's errand it's on the playlist the national one of my favorite bands uh they just released a song called the system only dreams in total darkness um it's off of uh uh, impending new album that they just announced coming up, so that's exciting. Uh, Nick Murphy, the artist formerly known as Chet Faker, is released. He just released a new EP. Uh, the song I put on here, the EP is called "Missing Link." The song is called "Your Time." It features Kay Trinata, one of my favorite DJs. Uh, check that song out. He's really good. I like to miss Chet Faker. He decided he wanted to go by his real name. Whatever. Whatever keeps you up at night, Nick, we're here for you. Um, Heim just released, again, another song. So right this is two weeks worth of worth of music that I have to talk about. The song's called Right Now. Uh, it's on the playlist. Um, Prince, again, uh, they keep releasing these little onesie twosie singles off. The, the, yeah, exactly. Previously unreleased. This song is called Our Destiny Roadhouse Garden. It's a previously unreleased off of uh, Purple Rain. It's great. It's Prince. It's something we've never heard before, so really exciting. Um, 
<laughs> new Kids on the Block just came out with a new album. We're still, we're still on. <laughs> I guess so. My uh, Blink-182 is going to be the next thing that comes back to us. Well, they they already just released a new album. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, didn't Clinton just run for presidency? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. What the hell? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, the song's called Heartbeat off the album. Thankful. Um, I was thankful when the song ended because it was terrible. <laughs> it's just they were trying to go for like a... I don't know what they were trying to go for, to be honest. I was listening to the song, trying to find some kind of redemption. Like, this just felt cool, because it was New Kids on the Block. Ah, oh, so bad. Oh, oh. Uh, Anyways, also on that note, uh, the Goo Goo Dolls also just released a new... This is the week of Throwback 90s, guys. Uh, this song was called Tattered Edge slash You Should Be Happy. So after all caps and periods and songs, now we're putting in like grammatical symbols and punctuation. Oh my god, what's next? I think there's going to be like a, an ellipses. And the next thing you know, the Oxford comma is going to die and we'll all be just living in Trump's America. Oh, oh, oh I'm so sorry. I make it 10 minutes uh, without <laughs> hair, Hairball got in my throat there. Oh boy. Um, uh, three more. Uh, a band I like called Hundred Waters just released a new song called Currency off of a new album that will be coming out. It's a very nice slow song. If you're looking to slow down your Sunday evening, I'd recommend Currency. Uh, Tuxedo, a band featuring Mayor Hawthorne, one of my all-time favorites, just released a new tune called Thank You. It's on the playlist. Check it out. And one last artist on here, a banter favorite. The Bleachers. Bleachers, yeah, just released a new song called Everybody Lost Somebody, and it is a little bit, it's a, it's a wee bit slower than their last songs, but they're still pretty, it's still a pretty good song, I'd give it a check out. Nice. And with that, that was a mouthful, but with that, we are done with, with New Music. Oh, Very nice. oh, it feels good when you get it out like that. So before we move on to our course segment, we should make a plug right here for oh, our please. ongoing uh, Indiegogo campaign. We've had some awesome responses so far, some extremely generous sponsors mm -hmm. that have helped us make it towards our goal. We're about 42% of the way there, so mm -hmm. just a small plug. If you want to check it out, the link will be in the description and yes. of this podcast. I believe we have $350 to go. Yep. Uh, so I, just to, just so you know what we're trying to buy, so you don't think I'm just trying to take your money and run away and buy a big little piggy bank, fill it with quarters, and jump around in it. I guess that'd be more of a bounce house. Yeah, like yeah. Scrooge McDuck meets the bounce house with a little Steve Miller man inspiration. <laughs> what, a t what a treat. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be buying four identical microphones so that these bad boys sound the exact same. Whenever we're talking, we're going to buy a, uh, a mixer so that way I can adjust people's voices while they're talking to us. Uh, because, you know, not all of us have these sweet, smooth, silky podcast voices. Voices. Voices of the future. So we want to be able to make everyone sound uh, as best as they can. Uh, I also want to get a little device where I can basically edit any little riffs and noises that come into the background wherever we happen to be recording, just so I can uh, give you the best kind of experience possible. And... Uh, and then finally, uh, we have to pay to keep these little podcasts going on our SoundCloud account. So, pretty much. Uh, with all of that, it'll get us. That's what our uh, our goal is going towards. So, uh, I just wanted to be forthright with everyone, so they know 
what your dollars are going towards. Absolutely. And there are incentives to do this too with the ability to pay for different levels like being a guest on banter, suggesting a topic, having us review a CD or a song or an artist that you like. So there you go. Um, enough on the Indiegogo. Yeah, so exactly. Let's talk about freedom. Freedom. So we wanted to kind of, with all of the tumultuous political uh, environment that we've been finding ourselves living in, we wanted to kind of see how music has dealt with just the ups and downs of history along the way. Uh, folk, yeah. Revolution. The revolutions. Uh, we're going to focus mostly from the 60s onward uh, in America, but uh, there, there are certainly a myriad of, of ways that music has shaped and influenced cultures, you know, all the way back to ancient times. I mean, going way back into Jewish music, they, they, they made songs that celebrated where they came from. They made songs that, you know, defined what they went through. And, uh, you know, so this is nothing new. Like, um, like when Israel was in Egypt's land? Let my people go. Uh, the classic uh, Exodus song, Exodus song <laughs> written in something BC. Yeah. I'm gonna. Can I throw out a number? Yeah. 1776. BC. BC. I like it. British Columbia. Um, uh, and the, and then I mean even in here in America, if you go back into the 1800s, uh, slaves were actually using. Um, music to communicate with each other through the Underground Railroad because, uh, you know, they weren't allowed to teach slaves how to read and write. So the way that they were able to communicate and to pass code, you know, we're going to stop here, meet here, we're going to take you here, they did it through song. And uh, it's really amazing that music can, you know, transcend these boundaries that were put into our culture. And, uh, you know, they use songs such as Go Down Moses, well, what you just sang, <laughs> right. um, Follow the Drinking Gourd, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. And it's just amazing to see, you know, how music can personify emotion and even messages. It's so much more than just, you know, what the next whatever album that comes out this year. Music has meant so much to so many people. So it's it's important that we remember that and that we're not just focused on, you know, Rick Ross's 17th <laughs> album this week coming out. What's kind of crazy is that we learned these songs in, in elementary school. Like right. At a very early age. Like Swing Low, Sweet Cherry. Everyone knows that one. Exactly. Or Follow the Drinking Gourd, really. Um, but not knowing that there's so much context behind it. And yeah. that the, um, the significance and the emotion that went into compiling those songs mm-hmm. runs so deep. And especially growing up in America, right? You know, yeah. Um, you know, those songs were about American slavery. And yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, even Jimmy Crack Corn, that was about a uh, slave owner that died and the slaves were happy about it. Right. I mean, it's so much more than just a mm-hmm. happy-go-lucky sing-on-the-playground song. It, right. I mean, there's deep contextual meaning in there. Right. So... You know, you know the song, like, Ring Around the Rosie? Even this is... We're talking Renaissance era. Yeah. The song was about... Wait, what? Ring Around the Rosie Pocket. No. What era? What is all? Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt this came, you. This came from Banter Episode <laughs> 1. Episode 1. Um, the History of Music, which archive you haven't listened to yet. Um, but anyway, I'm rambling here. This was That was about the uh, the bubonic plague. Now, how is that? Um, basically, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Like They're burning bodies? 
basically. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean that was freedom from an epidemic or endemic epidemic, whatever the word is. Um, Enema. An enema. That's what is happening in the Lauren is all. Anyway, we can move on. Oh, Oh. well, that just slipped out of me. (laughs) And these are the jokes you subscribe to. Um, So we're going to start in the 60s and 70s because I think that's when, you know, we we think of our traditional, I I guess our generation can kind of remember back to, you know, we listen to these songs. They remind us that people have been kind of fighting the man. And, And it's interesting. It depends on who you hear it from. These are called hippie songs or, you know, anti-war songs, but really they, they had some really deep roots in some very serious things people were going through. For instance, um, the one that I want to start with is a song, Fortunate Son by uh, Cledence, Cre- Cle- oh my gosh, Cre- oh, this is going to kill me, Credence Clearwater Revival. Oh my gosh. Whew. Um, and that song is about how the wealthy were able to keep their kids out of the war because they could pay off senators so they didn't have to go fight and die in Vietnam. And so uh, the, the lead singer of Credence Clearwater Revival, who wrote the song, Mr. Fogarty, served in, uh, in the war in the Army Reserves, and he saw all these people that you know he, I guess, knew growing up that were affluent, able to get out of the, out of the draft. And uh, he, he wrote this song in a response to it saying, you know, you're, you're sending these people to go fight and die in wars that the elite are creating because, you know, that's typically who your politicians are, but they don't want to send their own kids. They just want to go send other people's kids. Uh, for instance, he writes the words, some people are born with silver spoon in hand. Lord, don't they help themselves. But when the tax man comes to the door, the house looks like a rummage sale. Basically saying they just throw up this this blanket of affluence and, hey, we're important, but when it actually push comes to shove and, you know, America's freedoms are on the line, these these types of people tend to kind of disappear. Yeah. Um, our own... Burning uh, their draft cards and losing Canada. Yeah, our own... Um, and it's funny you see parallels today because our own commander yeah. uh, did the same thing. So, uh, you, you know, it's just, it's just funny to, to see how these things just kind of repeat themselves over and over and over. Uh, you, you go along with some other songs that came out in the 60s and 70s, uh, Blowing in the Wind by Bob Dylan, uh, a huge song that came out. Um, and, it, and he still plays at every single concert that he uh, performs in. Uh, another song was uh, Gil Scott Heron's The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. And then uh, uh, Crosby Still, Stills, Nash & Young made a song in the 70s called Ohio was in reference to the Kent State Massacre and uh, just kind of the political unrest that was going on around the world at that time. But not the Bowling Green Massacre. But not the Bowling Green Massacre. That was, uh, but those were the days before microwaves were cameras. That's right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the 80s. Um, So this is the 80s were on fuego at that point in time. JK, the Cold War. The Cold War. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of songs that kind of are kind of mirroring this the same type of feeling, but they've moved on into kind of the poppier, synth-wavy, dancey songs, but they're still conveying the same messages. So, you know, Fortunate Son has probably one of the most widely recognized guitar riffs of all time. But then you move on to a song like 99 Luftballons. 99 
Yeah, yeah. The yeah. German song, the German version is way better than the English version. Oh, absolutely. And I believe the lyrics in German go, 99 Mischnesh Menusch. Yes, versus in English, 99 Red Balloons. I'm like, yawn. Yeah, I'm like, let me hear those words that I don't know. Exactly. But you hear them in English, and or you see the translations, and it's like, oh, that's what she was talking about. But it's a fantastic song. And, and the song is actually not about some deranged um, party supply store that was having a clearance on red balloons, didn't sell them all, and was like, well, okay, go see it up in there, <laughs> which is traditionally how all uh, clearance um, party supplies um, salespeople talk. But um, <laughs> uh, the song's actually about countries being too gung-ho to go into war. And uh, it's really funny that you get that message from this song, but it's so, like, happy, and, you know, you've played at parties, you know. <laughs> it's fun. But uh, and another great example of this is uh, "Born in the USA," which is a song that. Another <laughs> band. Oh gosh! So it's a it's a song that Chris Christie used in his uh, political campaign. <laughs> he is self-admitted to have seen Bruce Springsteen over a hundred times in concert, which is very ironic because the song is actually written about the mistreatment of the middle class. Uh, in America during the Reaganomics period of economy, where you know there's this false idea that the rich can just get their taxes cut and somehow the middle class will get money. Well, that, that you know we we have great evidence here that that didn't happen, and that's what that song's all about. And I know it's usually like a rah rah, like you know, drunk in a bar, let's go sing karaoke and right. shake our little tushes in our American pants because that's what we all do. Exactly. But don't do it to that song, because you just look like a fool no, with your pants on the ground. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna also get on my U2 kick here, because... Why not? I love U2. I know people don't like them because they gave you a free album, which well, I've hey. ranted about already. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to go down that rabbit hole again. But don't poke the bear, because I'm happy to do it again. <laughs> uh, they They wrote a song called Bullet the Blue Sky, and it is about the U.S. military intervention during the El Salvador Civil War. And Bono refers directly to Reagan as the red-faced individual in this song. And uh, it's it's a great tune. Um, it's it, it's just another reflection of, you know, people being dissatisfied with the, the status quo of their, of their um, I don't know what the word you want to use is, presidency. Not regime, but well, the in like you're referring to what was going on in El Salvador with Somoza and Sandinista and the coup and all that, like the mm-hmm. guerrilla warfare. It was like very totalitarian, mm-hmm. and yeah, I remember that very well. Yeah. Not that I was alive during that period, but studying it. Right, and yeah, this is it's it's you two saying you know we we go in under the pretense of helping these countries out, but so often we end up just murdering civilians and everything. Right. So, um, bullet, the blue sky, it's a great juxtaposition, a bullet versus a blue sky. Um, uh, another great one was Mr. Mr. Prince himself, sign of the times. The song kind of hit it all. It was about AIDS crack, the space race, basically everything in the eighties that was kind of a shit stain on the otherwise pristine white, <laughs> underwear of right. the 80s and, and the Reaganomics era well I think that Billy Joel summarized it perfectly like the uh, abridged version and we didn't start the fire oh <laughs> are you talking about Harry Truman Doris Day Red China Johnny Way South Precisely. Pacific Water Winchell or Joe DiMaggio yes 
AIDS crack homeless vets, all the one. Yeah. I haven't heard that song in a while. I know. We know all the lyrics. Well, we had to do it at a, in a in a play growing up. No way. Yeah, I was well, in. I think next time we karaoke, which will probably be like in the next month. I mean. Yeah. That should be on our number one. Number I'll see if I can find it in in Col- in Colombia. In Colombia, yeah, I'm sure that like speaking. <laughs> I wonder if how many people will know Billy Joel in the Colombian bar. I don't have to do a survey. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask. I'll just default to Despacito otherwise. <laughs> exactly. Except I would just grossly butcher that song. <laughs> but You'll have Milberger with you. She'll be able to do Yeah. That. Did you know that, 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 just while we're on the topic, did you know Despacito was the most streamed song on Vivo of all time that was uh, entirely Spanish lyrics? No way. Yeah. And that was before the Beebs was involved. 24 million Good. views. It gives me hope. Yeah. Really cool, right? Yeah. Just that was just Mr. Fonsi and Daddy Yankee. Daddy Yankee. Anyways, we're back in the eighties. We're back in the eighties, folks. We're getting back in our little spaceships. We're going back to the eighties. Sputnik's up in the air. I'm leaving my cell phone here. I don't know if it's gonna work back then. You'll have to take it out and then take out the antenna and then flip it open. Oh my god. Do you think Tinder in the eighties was just people holding up radios over their heads, blasting, hey, Swipe left. IRL. I'm <laughs> swiping right to you. <laughs> yeah, it's probably likely. Well, I don't think we have the evidence to say otherwise. So that's how it happened. <laughs> um, a, a few more songs. Um, Black Sabbath came out with War Pigs. I think that song's pretty self-evident that it was not happy with war. Mm-hmm. Um, the Clash had an, a song called Straight to Hell, which is uh, actually the song that MIA sampled in Paper Planes. No way. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Check out that song, The Clash, Straight to Hell. Yeah. It has that... So she sped it up just a touch, but it's pretty it's pretty apparent. Yeah. And then uh, NWA, Fuck the Police. I mean, we all remember NWA. Yeah. I mean, that's... And, and we'll kind of touch on the civil unrest separately because it's, it's its own movement. But, I mean, that was a... Can you imagine, like, back then how, I, I mean, I know we have our, our our songs about dissatisfaction with the police now, but can you imagine back in the Reagan 80s, like, right. the end of the 80s? And pre-Rodney like, King. Yeah, can you imagine how radical that idea was back then? It was pretty radical. It was kind of like, um, I, I mean, a lot of the, what are some of the biggest grassroots movements going on right now? Like, I think that the women's marches that one right. of us here – even though the marches for women's equality and, and all that have been going on for some time, mm-hmm. I think that the movement took on an entirely new dimension this year yeah. in, in a step in the right direction just with everything that went on earlier. Um, that energy and that, that excitement must have felt kind of similar back in yeah. the early 80s. And, and I know we, you know, even starting here, we, we still haven't gotten exactly where we want to be at by any stretch, but it, it's just, like, that was just a revolutionary concept back then. You know, I, I, being dissatisfied with your government has been going on for millennia, yeah. but, you know, just kind of seeing the, the post-civil rights um, movement. What's interesting to me is how many people... I know, for example, in college, I was a child of the 80s, and most of my friends were also child of the late 80s, but we all talked about NWA, and we all talked about, you know, fuck the police. Uh, you can tell that, like, it impacted generations after us. Mm-hmm. And, 
it, you know, kind of gave rise to like the the popularity of like Wu Tang Clan and all the mm. uh, you know the early rappers of the 1990s. And what I also found interesting was that when the movie came out a few years ago, how many people knew about it and were talking about it. Right. It, it was kind of awesome in a way. Yeah, and it's been really interesting to see them kind of grow over time. Yeah. From these, you know, from NWA now to nearly billionaire Dr. Dre. I mean, it's just, what a story, but, yeah. I mean, anyways, um, those were the 80s, uh, you know, so that, that brought us to... Perfect transition, actually. Yeah. So that brought us from Reagan to, what, did we go straight into Bush from there? Um, we went straight into Bush, and that's when we went into the Gulf War. Straight into the bushes, if you will, much like Sean Spicer. <laughs> uh, so 90s brought us the, was it the the Gulf War? Yeah. Gulf War. Um, the first Gulf War. The the first the first the first Gulf War. <laughs> um, so the, I, I you can't talk about political bands without talking about. Rage, Rage Against, against the, the machine. machine. Oh my gosh. Killing in the name of. <laughs> I mean, it was Tom Morello at his finest. I mean, save the first Audio Slave album. <laughs> <laughs> okay, save the first five songs off the first Audio Slave album. Um, you, you know, Tom's been kind of at this for a while. So they started with Rage Against the Machine. He was out there during the Occupy Wall Street movement oh, with an so acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah, they sure they sure told Wall Street. <laughs> Wall Street definitely. I'm all for I'm all for open mindedness, but <laughs> some some things are doomed from the start. Right. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, sorry out there if you were a anti Wall Streeter. Um anyhow. <laughs> uh killing in the name. I mean, I, I guess do we see kind of a, a similarity between political parties and influencing music? Would you say? I think you have to say it. I don't think yeah. it's. I mean, the, the freaking... message is not that subtle. Right. So you know, it seems like since the '60s, you know, when you saw more conservative presidents, you got more unrest from musicians. Yeah. And uh, and I, I think that's that hasn't gone anywhere. So it seems to be. I don't know what it is about conservative presidents, but they bring out the best music. Unfortunately, at the cost of society. Yeah, but if there's a silver lining. Well, <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> we all have great funeral dirges <laughs> to go out to. <laughs> um, uh, some more great songs from the 90s. Um, Excuse Me, Mister by Ben Harper. And by the way, one of the best live shows I've ever seen in my life. If you get a chance to see Ben, I don't know if he's still touring, but... Did you, um, did you feel similarly with Oppression? Oppression. You know that song? Oppression. Oh. Using population. Sorry. Da, 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 yeah, sorry. I thought you were talking about a band named Oppression. No, no, no. Ben Harper's like, single, Oppression. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, th he, he has... I, he, and you can tell that his lyrics transpire so well into his performances because he... He freaking owns the stage. Like, you can feel the guy's emotions. He gets down on one knee in the front of the crowd and he, sure. like... He's shaking his fist and like sweating profusely, like like I do at shows, but not because I'm dancing, but just because I'm. So he's like Scott Stapp. I'm just probably so. Hey, I'm just. This is just what makes me special. Exactly. But uh, he, 
so a, a great lyric from the song is, excuse me, mister, can't you see the children dying? You say that you can help them. You're not even trying. And this is directly going out again to the same thing. You know, we have people at our own home that are bleeding in the streets and dying and have no food, but what are we worried about? You know, so I, I don't know. It just makes me sad. But uh, more songs, uh, Black Boys on Mopeds by Sinead O'Connor referred to a uh, 1989 incident in which a black man in England was wrongly accused of stealing a moped and was sent to jail. Uh, it, so what's what's really interesting about this is, you know, we, we were back in 1989, and don't you see the parallels to 2010s? Mm-hmm. Like, we're still, we're still there. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's when, you know, not to spoil our 2010 portion of this episode, but, you know, you see, you're still seeing albums coming out like this, uh, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Right. Uh, a huge um, album that, that is kind of personifying these, but in a, in my opinion, much better way than Sydney Ann O'Connor ever could. No offense to her, but it's Kendrick. Right. But, I, I mean, it's just, you can feel the raw emotions from these times. And I, I wish we could get to a time when we didn't have to have songs about these disheartening topics, but they just seem to keep popping up and popping up and popping up. But in a way, we can be a little bit grateful. We can show some great gratitude towards the fact that they are at least making an effort to channel it into something somewhat constructive. Right. Um, as As painful as it may be. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, not to get off... On my soapbox here for a minute, but you know, it 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 doesn't matter who you are. You know, music is such a has such a powerful impact on you, and it it doesn't matter what a president can do or try to take money away from, in in the arts or whatever. Um, Music is always going to be there, and it's always going to be there to personify people's emotions in a way that just written word can't. Right. Because you can actually hear and feel how people are are feeling and and what they're thinking and and you get the message so poignantly and and if any politician thinks that they can just stifle that by by calling people fake news or or whatever or trying to silence the media or whatever or saying that you know these people are the worst kind of people in the world it's you're you're not going to do that i'm sorry sir that's fake news that is fake so the more that you try to oppress people, the more that these these are just going to siphon out. It's it's like what's a great what's a good metaphor for this? Like squeezing an orange, yeah. I guess. Which is great because our president's orange. <laughs> the more that you you try to stifle that from people, the more this is going to spill out. Right. So you know, and which is great. It's it's what it's what makes people have a connection to others and and music is such a great way to do so. Right. So that's enough of that rant. But we're moving to the 2000s. Sorry, I could keep going down that road for a while, no, but it's okay. but that would be fake news. <laughs> uh, so we move into the 2000s. Oh, uh, a couple more songs from the 90s. Public Enemy, Burn Hollywood, Burn. That was a song uh, fi- with frustration with the way Hollywood was portraying black people to be always the stereotypical same role, only casting them for certain roles. Kind of like we're seeing, there's kind of a, a movement, I'd say now, for the Indian actors, would you say? Yeah, definitely. With uh, You know, it, it started off on the more producer-director level with like M. Night Shyamalan, but mm-hmm. now it's definitely come much more to the open, like Frida Pinto and, um, you know, the some of the Bollywood actors that actually 
take on roles in Hollywood too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, and not to stereotype, but Aziz Ansari's done a really great job with this, yeah. especially in the show Master of None. Exactly. I would also say that um, that Mindy Kaling as well. Oh, absolutely, she's yeah. phenomenal. Precisely. She's she's, she's really, really good. Yeah. Um, so we're in the 2000s. Uh, I have to talk about Radiohead because I have just the hopeless music boner for them that I do. Mm-hmm. Sorry if that's crass. I'm not taking it back. I've laid it out there on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that's the sound that makes sense. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm going to move on from that one. <laughs> Gracious. Ugh. I just, I need a shower after that personification. Uh, Tom York was inspired by the general sense of ignorance and intolerance and panic and stupidity that was running rampant in the U.S. after the 2000 election. Oh my God, look where we're at now in 2017. Full circle. Uh, the album has is a phenomenal album. It's got great songs like 2 plus 2 equals 5 on it. Uh, you know, it's the the whole thing, you can just feel the, the anger and the frustration, but in, like in a radio headway. Right. You know, so no one knows what Tom's saying anyway. So right. like, oh, got it, Tom, thanks. <laughs> you know, it's funny, I make fun of Alt-J all the time, but now I realize Tom York also can't speak. Right. So, yeah. oh, whatever. I just like it. Um, System of a Down. BYOB. Bring your own bomb. You thought everyone was just going to the party and was going to have a real good time. But not quite. No. Uh Channeling back to Fortunate Son, what does this song talk about? It says, why don't presidents fight the war? Why do they only send the poor? Now, he, I think he says that a little faster. <laughs> but, I mean, it's the same topics. And right. here we are now in 2000, when did this song come out? 2005, 2007, something like that. I think, yeah, I think it was around then. And we're, we're seeing the same thing from the 1969 song, Fortunate Son, by Creedence Clearwater Revival. It's pretty crazy. It's just... What's what's cool about this is that you can look in history, not only in history, but you can look in musical history and see how artists have repeated themselves and repeated themselves and repeated themselves. And you think we'd get the freaking picture by now, right? But here we are, you know, even twelve years back from there, and we're starting to have the exact same that topics repetition. coming up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the Flaming Lips. Uh, they had a song called the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song, which is a song that actually sounds really, really happy on the surface. And just like, you know, you're just listening to it, making, maybe making a, a cup of ice cream. Maybe you're walking your dog down your favorite park, you know. Maybe you're blowing bubbles with your friend. I don't know what you're doing, but that's what this song kind of makes you think. Yeah. But you shouldn't, because it talks about if you can make everybody poor just so you could be rich, would you do it? If you could kill a bunch of people with a flick of a switch, would you do it? Right. This song's about war. Right. And uh, but it's the Flaming Lips, so they're kind of out there, anyways. But uh, uh, and moving on a little bit, MIA, we're back full circle now. Paper planes. Yep. She's pretty frustrated. She's very frustrated. In that song. I remember that song. That was a disruptor. Yeah. I think. And the, um, I, I just remember that song when people heard the guns, you know, they would be like, you know, you got all these like mm-hmm. rich, privileged kids at a party going with like the gun motion, but it's kind of like, actually, you know, even though it's catchy and all that, like, there's so much significance to this that actually yeah. is really sinister. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, 
and and actually, I think that even brought people brought attention. She may have even brought attention to her. She was like, "Hey, just for the record, this song is like about a lot of effed up stuff that goes on in Sri Lanka, in my in my own country, and uh-huh. just kind of what I experienced here as an immigrant in the United States." And yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty. That says a lot. Yeah. So. And she's still fighting the same war, and that song came out in two thousand seven. It's ten years later. I know. She's still dealing with the same stuff. She got blacklisted for a while there. Yeah. On our charts, because of, she made a stance. For speaking up. Do you think it? Do you think it had to do with her ethnicity or her gender? Probably both. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Let me interview her on banter. We'll get the full story. Yeah. It may be ten years from now, in twenty twenty-seven, after yeah. she's released some more albums, but. And yeah. This current administration will be far gone by then. So. Oh, there is a silver lining. Mm-hmm. There will always be a morning after. <laughs> Crushed it. Um, intervention by Arcade Fire. Um, Road to Joy by Bright Eyes. If you're into indie music and you're sad, angsty teen, such mm-hmm. as myself. Yeah. The sun came out with no conclusion. <laughs> flowers fading in their best. Uh, There's some emo <laughs> Uh, American Idiot by Green Day. You remember the carvo for that that had the heart that was ripped out and like it was just a fist like holding onto a heart. And the heart was a grenade. Oh, it was a grenade. I thought it was a heart. It was. Oh my god. It was a double. Double entendre. What is is our double entendres also pictures? I made it. A, so a double pictandre. A double pictandre. Yeah. A double a double pictorial. Wait, is this art turn now? <laughs> art turn. Art turn. We've become movie turn, film turn, band turn, now art Well, we touched on television today too, so that was show turn. That was show turn. So that yeah, that American Idiot song. I think it was probably one of the first major Green Day song, in between, um, Warning and then Wake Me Up When September Ends. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that song was just like crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Rally cry. And that was 2004 too. That was like, that yeah. was during like the 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 full year into the second Iraq War and like yeah. the upcoming election between Bush and Kerry and yeah, skyrocketing fuel prices and and it paranoid yeah. America. And here we are in 2017, and we're still dealing with the same topics. Minus the fuel prices, but pretty much. Minus the fuel prices. Well, thank God for that. Yeah. So we can at least drive to our sorrows. <laughs> Um, so, you know, that brings us to the present and, uh, you know, there's all these songs that have come up about past presidents and there are, our distaste for them. But even going into the 2017 year, um, uh, we had just an entire list. I, I have about 15 songs here that are all written for, uh, the Cheeto in chief himself, uh, including tiny hands by Fiona Apple, um, Million Dollar Loan by Death Cab for Cutie. You know you suck when even Ben Gibbard is mad at you. Like, he just hates that he's breaking up with girls left and right, especially after Zoe Deschanel and he split up. So you took that little sad shell of a man that wrote, you know, Such Great Heights by Postal Service, a great tune, but certainly not a a warmonger. (laughs) When you rile up Ben Gibbard enough to make a political song, I mean, yeah, Clark Gable on the Postal Service, but okay. It wasn't like a direct F you to... Oh, gosh. That's just that's kind of funny now that I think about it. Um, Land of the Free by Joey Badass. 
I give you power, arcade fire. They sampled uh, Mavis Staples in there. Locker room talk by Cold War Kids. Hallelujah Money Gorillas featuring Benjamin Clementine. Smoke them out. Coco Rosie featuring Anoni, an artist we've talked about on here before. Uh, FDT, I'll let you figure out what those stand for, uh, by YG and Nipsey Hustle, an artist of which I know nothing of, but I assume he's irritated as well. Uh, Demagogue by Franz Ferdinand. Even brought him out of retirement. <laughs> Campaign speech by Eminem. Trump is on your side by Moby and the Homeland Choir. And uh, Kendrick Lamar's new album, Damn Period, uh, is is riddled with anti-rhetoric against the current administration. Especially the song XXX featuring U2 of all bands. Again, a lot of full circle activity right mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And, uh, and so we kind of wanted to, to just kind of... St- Stop the political stuff for a minute. Turn to social justice. And tar- turn to social justice. Songs that have brought people kind of away from what they feel they're being oppressed by or what they are being oppressed by. Not that what they feel, but what they actually are being oppressed by. And songs that have helped them get through those situations. And I think you had a song that you wanted to start with. Starting with uh, Let's Get Down to Business to Defeat the Huns by Mulan. <laughs> you make a man out of you? No. Um, uh, what would be my, my song? I don't know. I, I guess, I mean, we have here in our little notes, go tell it on the mountain, but I mean. Over the hills and everywhere. Go tell well, it. I, okay, so I, this goes back farther than the 60s, um, but there's some really important songs on here, like uh, We Shall Not Be Moved, um, Lift Every Voice and Sing by Aretha Franklin. People Get Ready by Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions. Change Gonna Come by Sam Cooke, one of my favorite R&B singers. We Shall Overcome by Joan Mays. Uh, and then even some modern day tunes. Uh, we, we let off with the queen herself, Yonce, mother to two twins coming soon. Um, the album Lemonade, just, I know there's, you know, the the infamous did Jay-Z cheat on her or not a story which we'll never know but sorry can give you as much as you want to know exactly but she did ha- <laughs> so the, the, the latter half of that album is very focused on the social aspects of America right now including the song Freedom which we um, which we we played to intro the song or the or the episode rather with uh, featuring Mr. Kendrick Lamar himself mm-hmm. and then uh, Formation a great tune, which uh, we don't know if they're getting in in a in a dancing position or or trying to gather data. Right. Information. Ah. Very Come good. on, ladies. Now let's get information. As an engineer, I like to think that's what it is, but you never know. Uh, another great album was uh, "To Pimp a Butterfly." Well, I, I already talked about that um, by Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Great song on the album. All right. Uh, which was, I think, a really good song because not only is it great musically, um, it's it's a song of hope. And it's not just, you know, be mad, be mad, be mad, be mad. Obviously be mad because being mad drives you to action. But the song was be mad, but know that we're going to overcome this. Mm-hmm. It may not be today, but we're going to overcome it because right. be, we're strong and we're unified. And uh, I, I thought that was a really great message because um, it's, it's good to hear, you know, just th- that little ray of sunshine 
which which music can provide in a way that just spoken word can't. Absolutely. Yeah. So social justice for me is is uh, a pretty cool thing because, as you mentioned, we move from you know the rallying anger to the anti political rhetoric really um, but being able to to come from a place of strength and affirmation mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's something that's really impactful yeah um, a suggested song actually was uh, rise up by Audra Dale and that came to our attention before this episode mm-hmm. which was released right after the pulse nightclub shootings mm-hmm. Um, also around the time of the uh, Black Lives Matter movements, mm-hmm. um, summer 2016, which was really tough because there were so many incidences, including one that took place in our own backyard here in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. where banters recorded live, um, but with the uh, police officers who were uh, victimized in that and how everyone was just in a really um, bad place, yeah. I think, emotionally. And so um, when you sing songs like Rise Up, you know, you think to yourself, you know, I, there there is some inspiration there that, that that can cut very deep, but also knowing that you're not going to be, you're not alone. You're, mm-hmm. you're not going to, you're not going to die by yourself. There are people here who are there for you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we get that with some of the other modern pop artists that we really like. We've talked about Lady Gaga before, too. Yeah. How she invokes that in a lot of people. Yeah. Or, or anybody, wherever you get that inspiration from, yeah, which is great. That's what music's all about. Precisely. And I think that's just about going to wrap us up for this episode. Yeah. So we will be back. It's going to be a few weeks until we see another episode. Uh, because, again, I'll be in Colombia. And I'll be in the Baltics. But uh, we, will, we will try to bring back some regional flair with us. Yep. Uh, maybe a sunburn. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably only bring back songs about yodeling. I think that's what the, they do in the Baltics. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think anyone can think of a Latvian artist that's that's famous, but for yodeling. <laughs> I mean, the El Yodeler. <laughs> yeah. With, with Wait, did I just say the El Yodeler? <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, you know, we have we have a lot more that we can claim from Colombia, like Juanes and uh, Shakira. <laughs> so maybe we will, uh, so we will be gone for a while, but maybe we'll do a double episode or something just to make up your lost banter time Precisely. in the episode. Uh, we are, we are highlighting some, uh, maybe the, the thoughts of maybe doing a drunk history episode where we get our friends together and have us recant some music tales from history lore. Uh, that could be exciting. Uh, again, um, uh, another plug for our iTunes section. Please do leave us a review. That would be really beneficial for us. Uh, let us know where we can improve. Uh, if you have ideas, topics in mind for banter, just go ahead to that Indiegogo account. And then you can also email us, banterpodcast, banterpodcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Leave, us, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud. The Spotify playlist will be linked in the episode. Have I covered all the logistics? That's a wrap. That's a wrap, and we will see you all for Episode 6 in a few weeks. See you later, everyone. Bye-bye.